This is the EVP Podcast. That's right. This is the EVP Podcast, and Beaker is touching my weenus. Not right Again. now. I can right now. It's on camera. Don't say don't play that. It's on the YouTube. Hey, this is DVO, and joining me is... I'm Beaker. The and weenus I, toucher. And I'm ghosty. <laughs> the dirty one. Yeah, you know. <laughs> he likes to ghost people. <laughs> yeah, he's always ghosting people. Yeah. Getting ghost touches on my butt. This is true. I was there. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. It's physically impossible. My arms aren't standing. that long. <laughs> I was standing in front of him. We were he face to my face. Butt. We were getting ready to like kiss, and then all of a sudden his butt got touched. <laughs> Ruined and then he said it was moment. me. Like, it wasn't me, though. Like, I would have told him if I was going to do that. I'd be like, I'm grabbing your ass. Let's do this. It was so intimate. It could have been. It could have been even better if Patrick Wilson was there serenading with his guitar. No, no we've oh moved past that. Like, we're done with The Conjuring. We're done with Patrick Wilson. I've moved we'll on. never stop. I've moved on. I love him, too. You know, he did actually another James Wan movie, which is the Insidious series. There are the yes. first two, anyways, he was in. Um, I really like. Is there those three? There's four movies. Oh, actually. that's right. Yes, I didn't know that. So basically, if one. you were to watch Insidious, you got Insidious one, two, three, and four. Um, if you wanted to watch them in chronological order, or I guess the order that like the story takes place, be you would right. basically watch three, um, four, three, one, two. I don't like that. I don't like that. No, no, three, four, one, two. Well, I don't like that at all. Three, four, one, two. Yeah. 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 Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our little series of the deep dive into the Conjuring movies. But or, while we were recording this, actually... I finally admit that the Warrens aren't as bad as I Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, again, on uh, you know, we released the episode of us doing an interview with Andrea Perrin a couple years ago. But why we did that is because uh, we were actually doing some adventures of our own. And uh, Ghosty and myself, we were out in Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Uh, And Beaker was here with some of our uh, podcast friends, Lurch and and Dave and and Peaches, Brandy. And you guys did a little adventure as well. We did. I actually had a friend from work as well that was uh, celebrating his birthday. Um, Mm. The reason why we were having this big celebration, though, is um, a friend of ours, a good friend of ours... um, I don't think you guys met him. A good friend of mine and, and Peaches, um, him and his wife, his wife got a job offer in Ohio. Oh. And they they actually, uh, as of this recording, left yesterday. But as you guys hear this, it will be like a week ago. Um, podcasting magic. And I just ruined it. <laughs> um, yeah, him and his wife were moving to Ohio. And so we wanted to do something fun with him before they, they left. And I'm sure they're huge fans of the podcast. I probably yeah, should. Sure. They yes. should they are huge fans. Uh, he's seven foot one. He makes me look small. So oh, yes, geez. huge huge fan. He's a huge fan. His wife yeah. is like five foot one. Um so she's not she's as a big fan. of a fan. She's, she's a, little a little fan. fan. She's a little fan. Um <laughs> uh so Brandy actually put together um every now and then we get together, you not so much, but um, <laughs> I got a lot of things to do. Um, we like once a month we try to get together for like a game night, and uh, for July we decided to do an escape room. Okay. And Brandy was going to try to. Exp- she wanted to surprise us um, with the the theme of the escape room, 
until she started reading about it and like you have to sign waivers and there was talks about strobing lights and claustrophobia and all sorts of stuff. So she had to reveal to us beforehand what we were getting into. So if you guys are not aware what an escape room is, they basically lock you in a room and you have 24 hours or you die. And um, they had 24 hours to escape this room or they were all going to die. It was an hour. 24 hours. Yeah. 24 hours is a and long And then you die. Yeah. And then, and then you, you die. die. Yeah. Because yeah. no food or water in 24 hours causes your death. Well, no, there's poison gas that gets leaked into the room oh, and you yes. die. Yeah, it depends much. on the room. Depends yeah, on not this room. You might drown in some. Yeah, some, some, some rooms so drown here. Lava could be a lava. The floor thing. is lava. <laughs> so that's what escape room is if you're not, uh, familiar you with it. You die if you don't get out. You, you die if you don't get out in 24 hours. There is a god-awful game show on Netflix called The Floor is Lava. It is it's terrible. terrible, terrible, and I watched both seasons of it. <laughs> you did? I watched one episode. I, I was like, nope. I watched I'm... both seasons, and the whole time I'm just like, why do I hate myself? Anyways... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, an escape room. So you have an hour to escape. <laughs> oh, sorry, or you die. An or hour. you die, or you die. Um, in this in this particular themed escape room, uh, that was actually the case. Is you had you didn't die in real life. You died in the game. Um, pretend life. Pretend life. Uh, but we did, uh, and they're not endorsing this because you know I know they're huge fans, but they don't want to sponsor us yet. Um, but Alcatraz Escape Games in Draper, Utah. Not as huge of a fan as Patrick Wilson is of no, our no, podcast. No, no, no. But he endorses pretty us. close, pretty close. Yeah, he sponsors us. Thanks, he bought Alcatraz. us each a Coke once. Um, he sponsored our Coke baseball and, league. Coke, uh, yeah, <laughs> he bought us a Coke and hot dog. He took us to Pizza Hut after um, big game. I, the big game where I played right field because you got to know how to catch. Oh, the one I hit the grand throw. slam in. <laughs> Do you remember that commercial? That, <laughs> I do. The 80s Pizza Hut commercial? I play right field. So after we won the big game, you know, the baseball fell into my glove. Because <laughs> I know how to throw and I know how to catch. Um, Patrick Wilson <laughs> took us to Pizza Hut it to took celebrate. Us? <laughs> took us. What? Patrick Wilson took us? <laughs> took us. You know how he catches took us? Yeah. Uh-huh. How are we talking about <laughs> Escape Alcatraz. Room. Alcatraz. Alcatraz Escape Games. They have several different themed ones. They have like a prison escape. They have a zombie one. Um, they have some family-friendly ones with like a wizard and stuff. We chose, and I did not know this at the time. Um, we chose Sounds like Bill Cosby right there. We, we did not know this at the time. <laughs> we went to the escape room. That's good. That's good. <laughs> We went in there, and there was no chocolate pudding when we started, but it was definitely at the end. Um, you know who's funny? Bill Cosby. That's good. Boy, I'll tell you what. That Bill Cosby, he's a funny guy. Um, that boy, right. I do, I do voices. Bobby, what in the hell? Get back to bed. Um... It's one o'clock in the morning. We're tired. So yeah, it was a uh, this this room was actually called Chloe. Hmm. Doesn't sound scary, but so you didn't know what at the time. I didn't know. I I watched this terrible like intro video that they have on their YouTube of people in the escape room. It's they try to make it look like it's an actual like like a haunted um like a horror film. Okay, horror film. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh and it's kind of cool because they do some show some of the stuff in the escape room in that video, but the acting is just terrible. Um, but it was really fun. So the whole the whole concept of the escape room is there's a ghost of a seven year old girl named Chloe, 
and you're trying to free her soul or from the the house okay. that she's trapped in. And when you get in, like you're you're basically trying to find five different totems. And in one of the rooms, you're supposed to place all the totems. It's like there's like a pentagram on the ground. Okay. You're supposed to place the totems around the pentagram. They're under all... the bed and under the house. We looked under the bed. There wasn't anything under the bed. Um, yeah, so you're supposed to find all these totems. And once you put them on the, the ground, you, you conduct a seance by standing in circle, holding hands and yelling seance, and, and you win. Um, okay. We did not win. If you saw my post on the social medias, um, when we finished with the escape room, we did get the, the wonderful cards that said loser on them. Um, <laughs> and I was, I was thoroughly upset when we finished this cause I was pissed that we didn't, we didn't do very good at all. So five <laughs> no totems, like things. five totems, right? You're supposed to find five totems. Yeah. Uh, we found one and it's because the ghost handed it to us. Um, they actually had an actress dressed oh. up as a ghost. And was kind of sort of giving hints, but not really. You guys need help. Here's here's one. <laughs> yeah. She gave us one of the totems. And that's the only reason why we found one totem of the five. And we got to five of the six rooms. So we didn't even get the last room uh, in the hour. Um, but I, and I was mad because we did so bad. So, so bad. There was five rooms that you went to. You're supposed to find a totem in each one. You missed them all. <laughs> Except for the one she gave us. We literally missed every single totem. <laughs> Um, we couldn't find out like most of the puzzles we couldn't find out. Um, it was, it was very complicated and I found out after the fact I looked on their website and there is like a 5% chance of actually winning this escape room. Um, and after that I was, I was not mad anymore. (laughs) Um, and Dave actually said he felt 95% better when I told him that, um, but the whole theme is like you're in this haunted house, right? Yeah. And you're trying to free this this girl's spirit. Um, but there's certain things that you can do while you're in there that will piss off the spirit and make it more difficult, I guess. Um, one thing is is like they they had parts of the escape room where like it's very dimly lit to begin with, so you can barely see. They had us lock all of our phones and everything into a locker. Um, we couldn't take any light source in there with us. And so we had to find like flashlights while we were searching and investigating basically. Okay. And, um, there would be times where they would completely shut off all the lights. So you'd be standing in pitch dark and you had to turn your flashlights off or cover them up or whatever, put them in your pocket and cover it up. Cause if you didn't, it would anger the spirit more or less. And they did this a lot throughout the uh, escape room. And they told us like when, when the lights went out, you're supposed to like huddle up into your group because Chloe's moving around at that time and they don't want her to bump into you. The actress bump in, her, the, the actress. in the sheet going around going, Ooh, No, it, so Chloe. she actually looked like Samara from The Ring. Okay. Um, white long, painted body, like white paint. White, white dress, uh, black, long black hair kind of over her face. Oh, it's like, um, you know, like when she's climbing, yeah. climbing out of the well and stuff like that. So that's kind of what they had the ghost look like. Um, and it was it was it was hard. It was very difficult, um, but it was very much fun at the same time. Like I want to go back and do this. Those again. things are hard. Have you done an escape room before? I did one at an old job for like a team building event. I did. I think I've done two now. I'm not a huge fan. I this was my first one. So the first time I went, uh, the very first thing that they did in the first room was they handcuffed us all to like a wire. Ooh, that kinky. Was, 
Did they put a bag, a burlap sack over your head? No. Well, no, yes, they did as they walked us into this place. Okay, so this had to have been the same one a friend of mine was telling me about because they did the same ca- thing. The castle one. Oh, was in it? Midvale, yeah. Oh, the Castle of Chaos does a bunch of them. They have some paranormal one. They have a paranormal themed one as well that I want to try out. This one was, a, I think, a serial killer one. And then you had to like find all the clues. Anyways, when we were all handcuffed to this wire, we had to like find the key and get out. It took us so we didn't. They actually had to tell us where the key was because <laughs> we could not get out. And then once we got the gist of it, um, how the whole clue things work? Because we were just like looking for a key. We didn't know how to look for clues. Yeah. And then the clues would tell us where the key is. We're just like, I can't find a damn key anywhere. <laughs> we couldn't get out of the first room. I don't know if we figured out how to get out of the first room or if they just felt bad for us and opened the door. Yeah, we got <laughs> felt bad about. But they, they're they, going to spend the whole time in this yeah, damn like, room. They, they, yeah, they spend the whole hour. In <laughs> they they opened the door for us to the second room and like we're still searching around. Like none of us went to the second room. We're like, oh cool, the door's open and kept searching in the first room because we were trying to find the totems. And then they open up the, the main entrance into the escape room and they yell at us. They're like, go into the kitchen. We're like, okay. <laughs> um, but it was so much fun. Yeah. But I have heard of yeah. ones where like they put a bag over your head and like handcuff you up and you have to like, while still handcuffed, try to figure out how to take the bag off and get yourself out of the handcuffs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's so weird, but it's so fun at the same time. So the place you went to was called Alcatraz. Alcatraz Escape Games. It's in Draper, Utah. But I would love to investigate the real Alcatraz out, out in San Francisco. That yeah, fun. that would be fun. Um, it's funny. I've read one of the reviews for Alcatraz and someone, the escape room, and someone was like, yeah, the, the you had to get up really early and ride the boat. And like oh. their, their comment was like, I think you're having us confused with the actual Alcatraz. We're an escape room in, in Utah, but you know, feel free That's to come funny. try us out sometime. <laughs> there's a lot of places in California I want to investigate. There's a Queen Mary. There's Alcatraz. Yeah. I've been to the Winchester Mansion. Um, I would love to go check out the Whaley House. Um, that we talked about in like our sep- second episode. Um, there's this really big house. I don't know if it's haunted or not. Um, it's off the coast, um, north of LA. With this like really rich dude had like his own like zoo and like this really nice like Neverland pool. Ranch. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. You want to investigate that? <laughs> no, I no, would. No. Yeah, I would I'd investigate no. it. Skywalker Ranch. Bubbles. I find that. Bubbles. Bubbles the clown. Bubbles the, the gorilla. Monkey. The chimp. So, yeah. Yeah. Overall, it was it was fun. Okay. It was it was definitely like I think they did really well with the uh, theme. What what the, they were going for. I'm glad Chloe didn't get you guys. No. So they. Uh, they ran in and they're like, run, run, run. She's going to kill you. And they opened all the doors and made us, we walked out and they're like, that's not running. And say <laughs> so that's dangerous. You guys, <laughs> I'm running in the dark. I'm not doing that. But it was really, it was really fun. I, I had a, I had a great okay. time and I, I wouldn't mind going back, even though I know I'm not going to win this thing. <laughs> yeah. The likelihood of you winning, unless you do do these often. It's, it's a, it's well, like especially a this one where they say the success brain. rate, the success rate of this particular escape room is 5%. Well, like, the one that I did, no one had passed it yet. And then my selfish ass was like, hey, guys, let's do that one. And it was re- terrible. My first <laughs> we, one, too. Yeah, <laughs> we, we picked that one because it was a paranormal-themed yeah. uh, escape room. I would have, too. <laughs> so, I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know until afterwards that it was a 5% chance of winning. Like, their easiest one, I guess, is their wizard, like Harry Potter-type one. Is like a fifty percent chance of escaping. That's when I would do first to build my confidence. <laughs> yeah, no, I we straight up started right from. I even asked him while there. I'm like, did we pick like the hardest one? And she's like, yeah, you guys did. 
I mean, it was difficult. Couldn't figure half the shit out, but it was, it was, I had a good time. Now let's travel to Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. That yes. is. Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> As I said earlier, Viva Las Vegas. And it was a scorcher out there. Oh, God damn. It was hot as shit. <laughs> it was so damn hot out there. It was, we got there at 10 p.m. and we were sweating at 10 p.m. Yeah. Sweating. What's well, that's Vegas for you? <laughs> so if you guys don't know um, the Honda Museum, so Zach Baggins, huge again, huge fan of the podcast, invited the EVP Wait, team. Wait, did we out. establish that he was a fan of the podcast? Oh, yeah, big time. And uh, he invited the EVP He's team probably out. Probably like six foot. Something. Oh, huge fan. He's not fat. He played the EVP team, but uh, Beaker couldn't come. He he had prior engagements to go to an escape room. So actually, I was going to Colorado the day before. The guys, I think the night you did the museum, I was in Colorado. Okay, nice excuse. (laughs) Real life one though. So so only Mean Ghosty went. I drove. I was on a ten-hour, twelve-hour drive to Colorado and back. Yeah, no, thank you. Vegas would have been half that. Yeah, you been way would have been off. the same. It would have been the same. <laughs> you should have just went to Vegas. Then. I should have, but weed's cheaper in Colorado. Um, You're right. <laughs> so we, so we, so we're down there. Me and Ghosty are down in Vegas. We go to the museum. So if you guys don't know, he's got Zach Baggins has this museum from thing, items he's collected from people all over the world, either from their investigations or gifted to them, and he has stored them in this old house. What was this house? It was just a family owned it, right? Just a family owned this house. Well, it was one of the, uh, oh gosh, we learned about it all. The, yeah, because you took the tour. Yeah, I've taken the tour. Uh, the like the that was a few years back. I took a tour. Then this one was was an investigation where it's not like a tour where somebody's guiding you from room to room and telling you what it's about. This is just like a okay, half this house, this team gets the other half that of that house, the other half the team gets, and then we switch halfway through. Yeah, so, so the tours, there's two tours in the day. They end at 10 p.m., and that's when you can do this investigation. How it's big called, is this place? It's pretty big. It's, it's uh, like 5,000 or no, more than that. Maybe 6,000 square feet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good-sized house. And they've got memorabilia from movies, and they've got all sorts of kind of cool stuff in there. And it's just all kind of cluttered together. Now, I didn't take the tour, um, so I don't really know what everything is. Ghosty took the tour at one point, kind of learned a little bit of, of everything. But yeah, how they do it is, after the tours, they turn all the lights off, and they let 20 people in. And they split it into 10 and 10. Like, and like Ghosty said, half the team goes to uh, the, front the of back the of the house uh, for 45 minutes, the other team in the front, and then they switch it. Um, at that point, and then they go for another 45 minutes. So you're there for an hour and a half investigating. And it seems like such a short time. It does. Um, it doesn't give you any time to just like sit and be quiet and like just wait because then you'll run out of time real fast. Yeah. So, I mean, it would be nice to be like, but I get why, you know, they don't want people there all, all night because <laughs> they're don't... paying a crew of people. Yeah, they're not interfering. So they have a security guard and like maybe three employees, and they're just kind of there in case you need them. But they're they're they're, they're watching. Way. Yeah, they're watching and kind of guiding. If you need to go to the bathroom or something, they can kind of guide you where to go. The lights are totally off. That's why they call it the flashlight tour because you have you're literally given a a souvenir flashlight. No phones. No phones allowed. How much are they paying these people? Because they literally, like, if you got 20 of you there. That's a lot of money right there. I was was counting it all up. That's like four grand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For, like, an hour and a half of work. So I was just like, if we're talking, your lights are out, so you're not paying for electricity at this time. 
<laughs> How much are they actually paying those That's people that are point. there? It's like paying for the AC. We just made four grand for an hour and a half of people sitting in the dark. That's how you make money, man. That's how you make money. You're gonna open so up you a place they, like this. You're they gonna could let you go of, for a little bit longer. Uh, they should have done at least like an hour and a half, hour and a half. I think that would have been better. Um, that would at least give you time to like sit and like try to like get more evidence. Um, so we were just more actively just like going place to place trying to get activity. But it was like you really didn't hear too many people in certain parts. Like, like for example, we started in the first half, the front of the house. When we got to the second half, the, the back of the house, I didn't, we didn't really see anybody. Like, I don't know where everyone was at. Actually, I'm like, where is everybody? Like, we were like almost, <laughs> we were just like, like we were wandering alone. around. Like, we got this whole house to ourselves. Yeah. And then like when everybody was like grouping together, like, damn, where the hell these people come from? <laughs> yeah, where were you guys at? <laughs> but. uh it, we won't go into all, the whole detail of the whole house, but we'll, we'll kind of get into a, some detail in a couple areas. We did, so Beaker was with us in spirit with a, a voice recorder. <laughs> yeah. So I was, he I was like, some, I can't go. I'm like, do you guys have a recorder? And they're like, no. And I'm like, I'm going to send you with mine. Yeah. So we, we played yours. So we had, you have an hour and a half of audio on here and um, you'll review this and let us know if you hear anything, right? Hey, Nicole, I have an hour and a half worth of audio. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us all about it. So let's get into it. So we started off in the first half of the house. Yeah, I'll talk about the front uh, half. Where I wanted to go right off the bat was the basement. Because? Because when I first went there a few years back, I was getting a ton of energy coming from the basement. I was seeing things in my third eye where I was seeing like cloaked figures walking back and forth from at the bottom of the stairs. And so I'm just like, I want to go down there at the time because we're on the, uh, the tour. It was off limits. The basement was off limits. Um, on this things have changed in that house since I had been. Um, one of the things is now that they allow you in the basement. Uh, but the basement is not the full basement. You get a, you get a little section of the basement and what they did was they built like, it looks like, fake walls that make it unnecessary walls pretty much just to close off a section of the basement at the bottom of the stairs. So you're forced to follow this hallway right as soon as at the bottom of the stairs, you're just automatically turning right. Kind and like then a haunted house where they guide you through. Yes. And it's just like one, a haunted house hallway and it goes like, it, it does like a little spiral back into itself and then it opens up into a room. So it's just like a little circle cut out of the basement is all you get. And it's just a hallway walking around it and then back into this, little circle of a room that makes it looks like a seance room. Um, yeah, they got a pentagram painted on the floor, uh, some candles, some icons. And I wonder if they were trying to like do th- make a, a, a replicate what they had found in the basement before. Maybe if knowing that there was like seances and devil worshiping going on down there. Yeah. Former resident of the home has confirmed with Zach and his team that they, there was seances and devil worshiping in the basement. And so it looks like they just try to recreate that look in the basement. But at the same time, they cut off most of the basement. And we got no activity in there at all. And I was just like, this is weird. I'm not feeling anything down in here. We did get the ghost meter go off a couple times. But it was, yeah, it wasn't anything significant. Mm -mm. And there wasn't any, yeah, there wasn't, like, even on the spirit box, no voices, uh, no EMF on the K2, and yeah, the Ghost Meter Pro pro- had like a hit once, and it was 
Yeah. That was just in the basement. That was just in the basement. So I know on on a lot of our investigations we take, like I have my digital audio recorder. We have like the K2 meter, the Ghost Meter Pro, uh, SPA7 Spirit Box. You guys, I know you have like a couple different Spirit Boxes. Echo um, Vox. Echo Vox. Uh, before it was stolen, I had a really expensive uh, 4K night vision camera that I would take on investigations. Um, so was there... I already know the answer to this, but this is more for people that might be interested in investigating there. Um, what did they allow and what did they not allow you to take as far as equipment goes? Nothing with a lit, like a like a phone screen face. Um, so like tablets and phones, no. So like any type of phone app that you were going to try to use, no. Like your phone has to stay in your pocket the whole time. So I wouldn't be able to pull out like my Echo Vox or... No, no. Or use like my Geophone app or anything no. like that. Nope. Any type of phone or tablet that gets taken out, you're because they're watching everyone on cameras. So if anyone pulls anything out, whether or not you recorded anything, you're automatically escorted out. Mm-hmm. So no apps, no. Uh, but like, well, apps are pointless in general. Like the Geophone app, I mentioned that one, and this is not one that you can get anymore. I don't think they make it anymore. But all the Geophone does is fill vibrations. Fill vibrations. And I've actually tested this on my phone before. Being in a underground room at a building up in Ogden, um, having this on the cement floor, and I'm not a small guy. I'm six foot five, three hundred pounds. Jumping up and down on the concrete around my phone, not setting this thing off. Um, that's the whole thing on this phone. Is it just if you tap the phone or if it feels vibrations, it will it will light up and, and beep at you. Um, that's the only app that I recommend. Which, like I said, unfortunately, I don't think they make it anymore. Um, that's other than that, I really don't do apps on the phone. I don't think people should. I know there's people that swear by them. Um, the Echo Vox is another one that I use, but other than that, I've, I've tried different apps just because people yeah. are like, I swear this works and I've tried them and I'm just like, I think the only crap. thing that's really good on the phone is just, yeah, like feeling vibrations like that or, uh, any type of spirit box, um, radio sweeping device or radio, radio sweeping app that, that would be a good thing to use. Other than those, I don't think those ghost radar. So stupid. ghost radar, ghost radar classic. Yeah, yeah so that's, stupid. But anyways, people swear by yeah, those. Don't you can't use any type of thing with a screen. So phones, tablets, or no. Not even the flashlight on your phone. You're not even allowed. They, yeah. they give you that flashlight. They're yeah, like, that's the whole point of the flashlight tour, and they give you a flashlight. So that's your light. You don't need a phone light. Um, so I'm assuming they don't want you to take any sort of pictures or video or anything like that. So that's I couldn't the whole bring point in. Like, of it. That's the I couldn't point. bring in like my. Um, Sony Handycam. I couldn't bring nope, nope. in my, uh, you know, camcorders, my nice uh, Cybershot. I guess no pictures, no moving pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and you can bring your own. Like you could bring your own. Like we brought our Ghost Meter Pro and our K2. Those were fine. They also had some there that you yeah. Could borrow. So you could borrow a K2 or you can borrow an SP7. SP7. What about like a pendulum or dowsing rods? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you could yeah. if you have. You had Unless you have those. one a dowsing rod with a screen on it. <laughs> I use but, pendulums. Uh, but um, so yeah, the basement was super off. Like there was no, I was getting no vibes from the basement like I was before. I was totally thrown off by the way that was looking too, because the way I saw it in my head was just a wide open basement, and also we go down there and it's just like this little. Path. haunted house hallway that you follow into a spiral that um, seems silly yeah but i think they closed that off because the rest of the basement's for storage oh that would make sense um and i think they i wasn't getting any any type of feelings down in there because 
I'm wondering is if they had to like get rid of some stuff down there. If maybe them putting up those false walls or that little hallway stuff, you know, any type of remodeling things could set off some type of spirit energy that maybe they may. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I doubt they would want to get rid of stuff, but maybe they just kind of had to move it out of there or something. But I was getting no vibes down there anymore. Huh. Um, so they went back up, and we weren't there down in the basement too long. Went back upstairs to the main floor and just kind of checked. Popped in a couple rooms. I mean, like you said, you kind of feel rushed because you're, you're limited on time. Right. It's like, hey, we got 45 minutes on this whole half of this house. Like, let's go room to room, check things out. We didn't want to spend too much time in the basement, uh, especially since we weren't getting much activity. It was like, yeah, let's not waste any more time down here. Let's keep going. Um, but we did get some interaction in one of the rooms. Uh, it's one of the first couple rooms that you walk into when you first do a tour of the house if you're going just to the museum. Um the first couple of rooms there, we were getting some activity with the K2 and we were getting some interaction with the K2. And, uh, what was cool on this one was we were getting it. It was lighting up. We were getting interaction on the, on the ghost meter pro and kind of talking to the spirit of this girl. Um, You're talking about that main room. Yeah. We also noticed that on the, the K2 was kind of, so in this room, there's also some devices plugged in to the wall. Like there's like that, remember that Zoltair that tells your fortune there's all, there's oh, one yeah. of those, but there's also one of it's it's actually z- like a, a Zach with a, with a tap top hat, um, but those things were plugged in. Those were giving off K twos. Remember, there was a wall that also we were getting some um, yeah. EMF rings through the wall. So in that main room, it was really hard to tell, tell. what was what was the spirit. So well, we, if you had electronics on, yeah, you probably were getting some mm-hmm. right. So we weren't using the K two. Like once we've realized where we were getting readings at and kind of following what what it was. The K2 readings in there, we weren't really paying Debunked. attention. Debunked. Yeah. But the next room next to it. Um, it, was a more, it was like a saloon theme. So they had, you know, a couple mannequins. And that's kind of creepy, too. There's yeah, random like mannequins. Playing, yeah, they're playing throughout poker the on, place. A, on a table. Looks like a whole saloon. I think they had some White Earp. Oh, they had things. White Earp's diary. Yeah, they had some. They had some actually, it was, a, it was a cool little room, actually. Um, but that's where, and, you know, we swept the room with a K2 meter and clean. Yeah, no. that room didn't have anything plugged in, and we were getting no K2 readings from anything. But then we were getting random blips that were just popping off and setting it off. Um, then with the with the Ghost Meter Pro, speaking with uh, a couple other spirits, and then uh, the, the K2 would start kind of going off to, like, the second light and kind of go in there and then go to the third and then stop and then i would start to encourage it to hold and i would start egging it on to not like provoking but like encouraging Encouraging. it to to get stronger or to hold it there longer and it was it was interacting and it was holding and then it would try to get stronger um like how how many uh how high were we getting it in that room did we get it all the way to the red Definitely to the orange, which was the you know the fourth light. Definitely we were getting four to orange. out of the five lights. I, we might have I can't remember for sure, but I know for sure we were getting to the orange. And the more I was encouraging it to get stronger and to do it, it was holding and holding longer and longer and increasing how high it was going up. So it started off at the two, then moved to the three, and I'm like egging it on to get stronger and go to the next light, and it would, and it was just like fluttering light and just keeping hold, and then turn off but it was doing it for a while 
I, I really wish we could have recorded that, you know, just just if I could have re- recorded the K2 reaction, it would have blown your mind, Beaker, because the fact that it would not just, you know, kind of spike here and there, but when Ghosty was encouraging it, like, come on, come on, try to get to red. Come on, you can do it. Get to red. Come on, you can do it. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Go, 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 go. And it was it was trying. It was really you'll trying. You'll hear it when you go through the audio and you hear it. You'll you'll hear how long it was holding. Just with us talk, like with me encouraging it and saying. Now, is that. this one of the K twos that makes noise or no? It? Okay, no, but you'll hear us like talking to it, the spirit, and then once it's holding, we're we're saying what it's doing, so you'll be able to hear what exactly is going on and how long that is actually being held. And then it would, you know, it, it would go away. with, hey, thanks, thanks for interacting with us, and then you come back again and. And uh, they were going off at the same time. The, the Ghost Meter Pro and the K2 were both with just blip at the exact same time. And that's when we knew something's here. And then uh, some of the other rooms we had all gone the haunted into. shit he's got in there. There should be something there. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of spirits there before he even brought it, all these other ones in. Before he even bought the house. Yeah. Uh, um, and then throughout the house, other places, we weren't getting much activity. No. Um, and we were spending some of the time just kind of actually looking at some of the things. <laughs> some yeah, of Because me, I've never taken the tour. So I'm like, all right, let me kind of look at some of this stuff. <laughs> so did you guys, did you see the Dippick box? Yes. So that yeah. is the other room that we got other activity in. So let me talk about that. So when you... Um, so this was for the back half of the house. So this was with the second part of our investigation. And that was the first place we wanted to go. Uh, another, uh, another uh, I think three people were in front of us. So they went in there first. And we kind of just kind of waited around and walked around while we, they investigated there. There's a, one of the employees. She was sitting um, in front of the door. So she was just making sure. So what, 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 their, what, what she, her job was was just to make sure. There's only a few people at a time. In only a few people at a time, and that they don't spend too much time in there. You know, she's like, "Hey, other people need to investigate." So if if someone was in there too long, I'm the they timekeeper. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they weren't needed for that. <laughs> so we kind of just kind of explored around while they went in there. Uh, we went back. We we wanted to get in that room pretty quick. So actually, do one of you want to explain what a Dybbuk box is, and then what exactly this Dybbuk box is? So Dibbic box, so Dibbic is a Jewish demon. Um, and a, demon. A demon. Um, yes, I said it right, didn't I? Devils. Demon. Devils. Uh, so it's a, it's a Jewish entity. Um, but in, in order to make a, di- a Dibbic box, an actual Dibbic box, um, there's like this whole like ritual that you've got to do um, where you're like getting dirt from Israel and mm. putting you're putting all of this stuff in there. There's a very specific way of creating an actual Dibbic box to get this this demon attached to it, basically. And I know one of the last things you do is, like, seal it with red wax. I don't know if this particular Dybbuk box was like that. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen a Dybbuk box, not the Dybbuk box that they have there. Um, I think you guys saw it, too, at the mm-hmm. Paranormal Expo a couple of years ago up at when it was at the university. Oh. Our friend Jimmy <clears throat> actually had someone, someone made the Dybbuk box, and they did it right. And it scared them. So they literally contact her and they're like, can you take this off my hands? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. I didn't know that was a Dippick box. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, the, it's, it's funny because like she did have the Dippick box and I still kind of had the feeling like her little haunted clown doll was the entity with that was worse than what was in the Dippick mm. box. But um, yeah, there's this whole like ritual that you go through to get this, this Jewish demon basically. And then I'm not sure what it's supposed to do from there, but well, okay. it's just a, yeah, just just contain just, that 
devil. The devil. So this particular Dybbuk box actually was the inspiration for the 2012 movie, The Possession. I was wondering about that. I, I was thinking that, and I was going to say that earlier, but I wasn't sure, so I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, this this one, there's a whole history behind this one where like it went through the hands of several different people. I, I didn't do any research on that mm-hmm. recently anyways. Um, but like everyone that owned it had sort of all sorts of problems going on. And then eventually it like got to Zach and now it's in his haunted museum. Um, but. And he, he, he did one of his uh, Halloween specials. You know, usually their Halloween specials, they usually go to, an, uh, to a location. And this one, they did it at his museum. And the, the grand thing about it was that towards the end of the episode, they were going to open the Dybbuk box. But they were too scared and they never opened it during this Halloween special. And it airs actually live on Halloween. So this was uh, you know, yeah, a couple, a couple years ago. Yeah, that's one thing that they should probably never open. Well, but they I guess did. they did. Okay. Hey, I guess I guess Post Malone came over and, and him and Zach opened it <laughs> together. Post Malone. I didn't see that, so I don't know exactly what happened. He's from Utah. Not he's from. Not, he's, he's not from. He lives. He lives in Utah. Um, he's special. So when I yeah. went a few years back and I went to the Dybbuk box room, I could feel tons of energy coming from that thing. And that was a few years back before it was ever opened. And this time walking into it, it still had a lot of energy in that room. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was crazy is when we first walked in there, after that first uh, couple people walked out, um, we go walking in and the REM, there was a REM pod. The, they set up a REM pod on top of the other Dybbuk box. Yeah, there was, there was a second there Dybbuk was a box second in, one in, there. in there. And they have a REM pod sitting on top of it. And as we were walking in, the REM pod was going off. And... We were. I was wondering if that was just us. Like I wasn't paying much attention to it. I was like, "No, nah, that's just us walking in, setting it off." And then as we were doing things in there, it was not setting. It wasn't wasn't going off at all anymore. But then it made me wonder. Oh shit! I wonder what was setting off the REM pod. Yeah. But um, when we were checking stuff out with the K two, we were only getting spikes on the K two when it was. In front of the Dybbuk box, because the Dybbuk box is surrounded by glass. It. Yeah, so the Dybbuk box itself, and, and just so you guys, if you guys haven't seen it, the Dybbuk box, in my opinion, is like almost the shape of a, a jewelry box that opens from the front, um, like a door opening from the front. So the Like Dybbuk, shutters, like like a yeah. saloon doors, swinging right, doors. Yeah. yeah. French so, doors. French doors. Yeah, there we go. So the, so the Dybbuk box is like the, yeah, it's like a size of a, of a jewelry box. Uh, like like a good sized jewelry box, it's sitting on a wooden pillar, and it's about eye height, right? Like the height of like you know, like yeah, like your eyesight. And actually, I just remembered. I don't know if you even saw this, Ghosty. On the pillar, on the edge of the pillar, there's salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen that. So there was salt, the salt all ring. around it, and then the dipping box is in the center, and then around that pillar is another wooden case, wooden and glass case um and the ghosty was saying the k2 was going off so i actually took my you know handy dandy little flashlight i got for my souvenir and i was shining the light inside of the case because i'm trying to find what would set off a k2 are there cables are there i mean that's basically what i was looking for i was looking for any type of electricity or cables and none it was was just glass and wood that was it yeah so that was it glass case dybbuk box in the glass case and then the glass case sitting on another a wooden stand and no electronics whatsoever on this thing 
or and as I'm running the K2 up and down it, the only time the K2 goes off is when it's around the glass where it's actually seen like in view of the dipping box. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that room, and glass doesn't give off EMF. If yeah, I'm correct. <laughs> right. No, I don't think so. <laughs> and so sand is very electric. <laughs> so uh, not getting any readings other than right in front of the glass. And then I start encouraging it to get stronger again. And it does. And it's doing the same thing it was doing down in the saloon room. But this time it's going to red. This time it's going to red. And it was holding red. Yeah, and it would hold red. Because it would, it would go up there, and it, when I would be getting in front of the, the glass, in front of the box, it would go to like halfway on the K2. It would, it would, just have, it would have blips and spikes. Yeah, so. but it would only go about halfway. But then, More than usual. you Because, know, again, the K2 will randomly just kind of spike, and you're like, oh, I wonder if something came in contact with the K2. You're like, can you come back? You know, it's... It, it, you know, it's it's not you don't get a lot of interaction with the K two, and this was consistently just kind of just spiking and spiking and spiking, going up to like the the yellow and orange, and then again ghosties start interacting with it like, hey, can you make it go red? Like, I bet you can. Come on, you can do it. Come on, you can do. It. Let's get you. Let's get you to red. And it stops spiking once in a while, but it's trying to maintain and increase to the red. Like, yeah, it's doing that thing where it's just like fluttering and getting stronger, and then another light, and then hitting red, and then shutting off. We're like, thank you, can thank you, can can you do it again? And it comes back and starts and starts doing it again. Hey, great, hey, you're doing it. Hey, can you get to try to get to red? So you know, Ghosty's just like encouraging it, and and uh, I'm doing I'm trying to do the play by play on the voice recorder, <laughs> <laughs> so you can kind of hear it. But I mean, it was incredible. It was incredible. That it. it it seemed like it was trying. Well, it was in, It was interacting. Yeah. And what's weird about this is that it's not an actual spirit, like, physically in the room with us. It's more like in that box reaching out. It was what's weird is that yeah. it's able to still push energy outside of the box. Yeah, that's really creepy when you say Because if like you that. think, yes. So, I mean, when I went into a few years ago before the box was even open, it was given off a lot of energy. And I could feel that walking around it and being in that room mm-hmm. like, wow. Uh, but it is crazy going up to it with a device and seeing the energy and seeing that it can still interact with you, even though it's supposed to be trapped in there. You salt around it. It shouldn't be able to get past that salt, right? It is. It's getting past that. It's... It's still able to manipulate things. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it can harm anything anymore. I think that part of it is still kind of maybe maintained of what's in the box. Well, I think that's debatable. But can yeah, it maybe it, yeah, maybe that is debatable. But it, what's weird is that it can still manipulate and still interact while it's contained. Yeah, strange, right? Very. How do you know it wasn't the spirit that was manipulating it before you did all that? That it didn't just follow you up there. Um, it is strange. Why would that yeah. just be in the glass section, though? Yeah, like I said, you know, when, when Ghosty would run the K2 down down towards the wooden section, I mean, it would have some oh, color so to it. Mm-hmm. But, we, yeah, why would we get back up to the glass, which is directly in front of the Dybbuk box? Boom. We got Yeah, we got, I try to debunk color. every time. When I'm I just saying maybe devices. a spirit was fucking with you. Well, I'm not saying that can't be a situation. <laughs> sure, I'm just yeah. saying that uh, it was strange that it was only going off in front of the glass, which was strange because that is only the only section of where the uh, well, the, the Dybbuk box is. But if there was saying, another and, spirit manipulating that could have been in there with us, 
it would be weird that it wouldn't be going off in other sections. No, I get what you're saying. So what my theory or opinion on this is, is it may be contained behind the glass or whatever, but I mean, you've done this and I've done this where we throw our energy, like doing energy work, you're moving or pushing energy. Um, and we're not physically moving. So maybe it's still contained like behind this glass or behind this salt but it's able to like project its energy past that's what that. I'm saying yeah it where it's just the energy itself where it's not physically not that they're physical beings to begin with but it's not to make sense to people that are listening it's not physically crossing the salt it's just like throwing its energy I know what you mean like so when I get my butt grabbed yes <laughs> that's that's a physical touch it can't do a physical touch is what you're saying it, yeah. it can do energy touches it can do energy touches <laughs> Then you're like, my butt's tingling just, <laughs> instead of being squeezed. Just a just a theory that maybe yeah, it can push its energy still past the glass, but it can't do anything beyond just pushing the energy. That's what I'm wondering, um, but also kind of unknown at the same time. Sure, yeah. It's so kind of weird. No, kind of weird. I'm just trying to read your energy and trace it back to that, and that's just what I'm getting is that it was, it's able to – um, well, that's what I was saying at first too. Yeah, this is, is that it's, wondering it's, if it's able to still manipulate things and push its energy, but not. Yeah, it's just. I think more. I don't know if it can manipulate things. Like, well, I mean, manipulating the K two. Well, the K two is the same thing. You're you're pushing your energy, so the, the K two is going to go off. So, um, I just meant like other things, like other physical things, like this. The K two is designed to pick, pick up energy, right? So, yeah. So, I guess in a way they're manipulating the K two, but I feel like it's like behind the glass and it's still able to like just push its energy through the glass, but it can't actually like, you know, physically pass the barrier, I guess. Is that, right. Is that yeah, no, no. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say too. But even, even with all of that, the fact that he could get that K2 to spike to red and hold it at red. That's a lot of energy. It's a lot of something contained. Yes. Okay. You know, again, is it contained though? Is it? I don't know. Maybe when they opened it. Maybe when they. Well, like I said, before it was ever opened, I was feeling a lot of energy in that room yeah. before, and the energy's still in there, um, and just being able to actually see it go to work with the K two was pretty damn cool. I wish I could have been there to see that. Um, Guess you should have then. Yeah, <laughs> you probably should have. It would have been real. Cool. I had, Since Zach personally invited us. Yeah. I had a previous engagement. I had other plans that I couldn't back out on. <laughs> Well, but if you're interested in the paranormal uh, and you're heading down to Vegas, definitely check out this museum. Whether you take the tour or you do the flashlight tour after hours, very cool experience. Yeah, even if you're not a fan of Zach, because there's a lot of people that are in the paranormal that aren't a fan of Zach. Um, he's not there anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to be there. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Uh, it's still really cool to go check it out and see all the exhibits. Um, yeah, he invited some... you personally and didn't show up. That's uh, he was on TV. He, was, right. he, had, he had other engagements too. Yeah, yeah, he was here in Salt Lake doing salt air. Not really. <laughs> he was getting some fresh salt for the dipping box yes. from here in Salt Lake. He had to travel for that. Yeah, just like to get sand in Jerusalem. He had to get salt from the Great Salt Lake. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. He's dedicated. <laughs> but no, there's some there's some cool stuff. Like like I said, when we're kind of you know there for 45 minutes and. You kind of not, you know, you're not feeling things out. You, you know, I'm, I was checking out some of the exhibits and some of that stuff's pretty cool. I mean, speaking of our our whole deep dive into the Conjuring movies, they actually had uh, one of the chairs 
from uh, was that from the Perrin family? Or? Yeah, from the house. Yeah, from from the house where the Perrin family was, based from the Conjuring first movie. So they actually had a chair there, and they actually had um, a thermal camera on it. So I Wait, guess no, a, no, that was from a different thing. That was from like a possession. I don't think that was from that house. Did you guys? I think it was. So the group that we used to work with, um, a couple of them actually had spoons and like a tapestry from the Amityville house. I don't know if you guys ever saw those. No, I didn't, no, I, I didn't see them, but I knew know of them. I, I've held one of the shadow boxes with one of these spoons from the Amityville house in it. Um, the energy on that thing was just, that makes me not want to actually go to that house like ever. Like, that's how bad the energy on these things were. Hmm. Um, but that was just the energy. There wasn't actually, like, spirits attached to them. So my wondering is, you got these museums of all these haunted artifacts. Like, the Warrens had one. I know Zach Baggins has his in Vegas. John Zaffis has his uh, barn full of haunted artifacts. What are the chances, do you think, that you you take these artifacts and you put them in a museum like this, that are haunted, um, do you think that these spirits or entities are just going to be like, you know what? Yeah, this seems like a good place. I'm just going to chill here. Some what's what's yeah. stopping them from being like, I'm going to go somewhere else. Nothing. I don't think anything is. And I don't think there's a lot of, I don't think there's a lot of spirits that Zach brought in there. I think a lot of these items just have energy attached to them, but not specifically ghosts. I think there's a lot of ghosts that, are there before he got there i think he did bring in some more spirits but not like every single item has a spirit with it well i'm 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 gonna go a little bit further and just say the dibic box specifically because apparently that's a spirit that's gonna be a spirit so they opened that thing right yeah so how do they know for sure that they have this like contained behind this glass i don't know that, that's my thing. It's Unless they like, brought somebody in, a, a rabbi or I'm, something. I, I might have to. I think they had something on like uh, the Google search I just did. But, you know, um, it is, it's interesting to think, like, for example, like Annabelle as well. Like it's behind a, a wooden box that mm-hmm. says absolutely, positively, whatever, do not open. Um, and it's been there since the 70s. You know, they've had this locked up. Um, what do you think the chances are that this like spirit is just going to be like, yeah, I'm fine being locked up in this box. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, how is it? Hmm. How is it just stuck on that item like that to where it doesn't? It can't just walk away. Right. Um, that's not to I'm say saying, it doesn't like come back and that's visit what that I'm saying, item, but like there could be like energy attached to the item, but not necessarily like a spirit is attached to it. More well, of just the sense. energy. And uh, and like I was saying, he probably brought in a few spirits, like the Dybbuk box being the spirit trapped inside. I'm sure there was some spirits that were like attached to things that got sent over there and they went with it. But who's to say that they can't just be like, hey, this is pretty cool. I'm going to go check out this casino. Yeah, I'm just now. being like devil's advocate here. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, but I think there's just, but there's I, I don't know for sure. There like, there could be, they could be stuck there. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know either. Uh, I haven't been there myself, but I mean, it's just like, if I was a spirit, you know, and I was haunting a, an object and I got stuck in a museum, I don't know, like, me, my personality, and maybe I'm be like, hey, there's some cool people here. I'm just going to chill with you guys. But what's to say that, like, you, they just can't get up and go? Exactly. Or go with one of the people that are visiting. Exactly. Yeah. 
Because that has can happen. Has can mm-hmm. happen. Exactly. So I think a lot of spirits uh, probably are attracted to the energies coming from the house, and so wandering spirits might just be walking up in there. Although I've dealt with haunted artifacts before, and they do tend to stick with the item that they're attached to. I'm just I'm just being facetious at this point. Um, <laughs> but it, it is weird. Like, why would something want to stay connected to something and then getting it stuck behind the glass and it just being, like, okay with it? Be like, I like haunting people and I like causing ruckus, but here you got me stuck behind some glass. Like, right. Why? Just... Walk out of it. <laughs> Uh, that's just a, a thought yeah. I've had, and I've I've had this discussion with Brandy before, um, but it's just like, yeah, why, why, why do you think that? I mean, unless like there was something, uh, I, yeah, it's weird because I, I remember the first time uh, there was we were at Needful Things, and yes. there was like a pot, a cooking pot that a spirit was attached to that was just standing there. Um, you remember how we found that, right? Yeah, the K2. My Well, the K2 and my thermal, thermal. camera. Thermal. That was different colors. Yeah. My yeah. thermal camera where we were in a room and everything was like 60 degrees because it was later at night yeah. and it was not that warm in that room. It was kind of cold. But in my thermal camera, this thing was shining like bright red and it was like 100 degrees on my thermal camera where literally everything around it was 60 degrees. And then as soon as I pointed it out to you, uh, Ghosty, it cooled down instantly. Like, I remember you and I watching it on the thermal camera go from bright red to blue, like everything else in the room. Shit, yeah. I almost forgot about that. But, yeah, there was a spirit attached to that. Mm-hmm. And it was it was the spirit attached to it. When he was alive, he owned it. It was his yeah. item. So I, I've, I've dealt with plenty of spirit attachments. And it's and I've seen spirits, wherever the item goes, it goes. And for whatever reason, they stay with it. But what was strange about that is that it was just like his... It was like his fishing uh, pot. Like, yeah, it was like yeah, a kettle or something. Yeah, something like that. And what was weird about it was that why would he want to be stuck to that and follow that when he most likely had family members? Yeah, that's just weird. I don't know. But like I said, I, like I, said I was just being kind of facetious because we've seen it where but we've personally wonder, witnessed it where spirits have stayed attached to an object for whatever reason and they just follow it around. It is so strange. Yeah, I do know. Uh, I do know a friend of ours, uh, Chris. Um, I'm not gonna say his last name, but uh, um, he had a his his wife had an aunt that passed away, and she had this like portrait or painting or something that uh, she wanted to go to a specific person when she passed away, and it didn't go there first. It went to somebody else, and that person was having all sorts of issues and activity in their home. It ended up Chris's uh, house with him and his wife. And I remember this is how I found out about it because they started telling me like they had drawers literally flying out of their dresser across the room. Their dogs barking at nothing. um, All sorts of weird experiences. And then I think they sent it to either somebody else or they finally sent it to the person that the aunt wanted it to go to originally. And once it got to where it was supposed to have been, all activity stopped. Well, why didn't it go to that person anyways in the first place? That's what I would have been mad about. Like, why are you well, guys going to play keep away for so well, long? Well, that's that's what I'm thinking is, like, maybe this pot was supposed to have gone somewhere. Like, this pot that we encountered at Needful Things. Maybe it was supposed to have gone to a particular person. And 
it didn't. So this guy was like following around trying to make sure it goes where it needs to be. The other thing is, is like we ended up uh, Brandy buying it and throwing it away. No, Brandy, <laughs> Brandy, Brandy ended up actually crossing that spirit over. Oh, nice. So I don't know. Maybe it could have been one of those things where he can, like knew he was going to run into somebody that can help him uh, for whatever reason. I don't know, but hmm. I have seen I have seen objects where the spirit follows it around for whatever reason and just kind of sticks with it. And the case of the traveling pot. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's I just it's an interesting thing to think about is. Why would these spirits just like Want chill? This, like, yeah, I'm in this museum now. Hey, here I am. Come look at me. Yeah, <laughs> it is pretty strange when you think about it. Like, yeah, unless there's some kind of magic or something that's like binding them to the object and they can't leave yeah, like it. They're cursed. Kinda yeah, like maybe. In, like, kind of like in this movie Jungle Cruise that I watched today. There's Jungle Cruise is going on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. Thirty dollars on but, Disney uh, Plus Premier Access. But uh, so at the end of it all, at the museum, um, we had like two really good interactions. And did you get touched? No, I on didn't. Your butt? No, I wanted to touch free. <laughs> well, that's because I wasn't there. Yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was a it was a short investigation, but it was still pretty damn cool. Yeah. Very well, much. It sounds so. like you had fun. Very. Fun. That's all we did. Sorry, I derailed fun. the conversation about whether or not spirits fall. <laughs> That's a good waters, conversation. It's a great topic. We yeah. should definitely sneak into a cemetery sometime soon and investigate. Okay, I'm down for the butt touches. You know that's what I'm there for. Merker's free. You don't really have to sneak in there. <laughs> all right, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed our adventure tales yeah. on the EVP podcast. Thanks for watching and listening. Ghosty, don't play that. Peace out, butterflies. Adios, amigos. Thank <laughs> you.